We welcome you, everyone. It's Eagles 360 on this Wednesday. Dave Spadaro and the Hall of Famer, Mike Quick. I'm surrounded by Hall of Famers all week. Aren't you lucky? I really am. It's, I need it. <laughs> I need that kind of support. Tough season, Mike. Eagles, eight losses in the last 10 games. Yeah. What You've gone through these kind of seasons. I hate to bring it back to your memory here. It's okay. What's it like? It's not fun, but um, you're right. I've been in this situation before where you really don't have a lot to play for except the fact that you're a professional and you want to always put something good out there on tape because none of these guys really know where the next, if they're going to be here next year, some of them will know that, but they don't know what the next episode in their football career is. So you always want to put good tape out there and that's what they have to focus on, playing their best football still. And you do have pride. When you play this game at this level, you've made it this far, you have a lot of pride in what you do. So that, to me, gives them enough incentive to play good football the last three games. Does it take some of the joy out of the game, out of the preparation? Do you curtail some of your preparation when you know you're not going to be maybe in the playoffs? I think it's only human nature that it's going to take some of the joy out of the preparation, but you still have to take pride and being a professional in what you do. All right, we take pride in a great show, and we've got a great one for you here. We're going to take a first look at the Ravens, Sunday's opponent, in just a bit. But a busy day at the NovaCare Complex. Let's get you caught up with everything happening. Alex Smith, our 360 update. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith here with your 360 update. The Eagles back on the practice field today as they get set for Sunday's game in Baltimore, the final road game of the 2016 regular season for the Eagles. And today inside the locker room, we heard from right guard Brandon Brooks, who has missed two out of the last three games due to illness. And today Brooks explained what that illness is. Once again, you know, it's an, it's an obsession. You know, I can't emphasize that enough. Uh, it's not, you know, nervousness or fear. I love the organization. The organization has been great. Um, they're supporting me with this. Uh, you know, the head coach, my position coach, Howie, uh, everybody supporting me. and. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll make it through. I'll be okay. Um, you know, nothing to, uh, nothing I'm ashamed of. Um, you know, I, I own it. Three games left to play here in the regular season for this Eagles team. And today we heard from some of the leaders inside the locker room and at the podium on what they want to accomplish here in the home stretch. I mean, I just approach it as, you know, I'm a, I'm a pro. Just approach it as I do it every week. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, that'll help, um, you know, I have to be a leader, you know, I have to keep the young guys going because if I'm down and the young guys are looking at me and they're going to be down, you know, but what thrives me about this game is that, you know, man, I love it so much. And, um, you know, winning or losing, you have to go out and compete every game. We put so much into the season to lay down or to, you know, whatever you want to call it, not show up these last three weeks is not an option. You know that we've got way too many, too many guys with a lot of pride. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is you realize every snap is crucial. You know, and I think you realize how hard it is to win in this league and um, to be consistent with that. So you really just got to focus, learn to focus in on every play, and um, you know, forget about the previous play um, and just take them all one play at a time. And uh, I think that's a big thing for for us all to learn. We, we're going out there these last three games to win each and every one. Uh, we know the season hasn't played out the way we envisioned going into the season, but. We also feel like we could end the season on a high note and build some momentum going into next year. And we'll close things out here with an injury update. Four Eagles did not practice today. That's Alan Barber, Darren Sproles, Jordan Matthews, and Halapula Vadi Vitae. Well, for anything that you may have missed from inside the locker room, you can stay right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the official Eagles mobile app.
Thank you so much, Alex. We've got much to get to here on Eagles 360 today. We'll take our first look at the Ravens. We'll talk about some of the numbers of the story of the season of the loss to the Washington Redskins. But when we return to Eagles 360, Ken Flagel, Eagles linebackers coach in studio. We've scrutinized this linebackers group quite a bit throughout the season. How are they playing? We'll find out next. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank, just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Right Checking from Santander Bank. You say crazy, I say crafty. You say savage, I say practiced. Crazy, crafty, savage, practiced. Let's run that whole thing back. You say unbelievable, I say achievable. You say incredible, I say inevitable. Unbelievable, achievable, incredible, inevitable. Let's run that whole thing back. Carbs to compete, electrolytes to replenish. Be noisy, be silent, be near, be far, be joyful, be together. Celebrate joy with Dunkin's holiday-flavored coffees, espressos, and donuts. America runs on Dunkin'. We are talking linebackers, and joining me is linebackers coach Ken Flagel. Baltimore Ravens awaiting on Sunday. Ken, let's talk about the, the status of your group. What have you seen through 13 weeks across the board? Well, we've we, uh, been fortunate we haven't had any injuries. That's been a big part of, uh, I think, continuing to grow at our position. But, you know, we've had incremental improvement. I've you know, I think we, we're getting a little bit better, and that's the, that's the key for us, I think, is to be a little bit better than where we started at the beginning of the year and continue to build this thing and, and uh, see if we can get playing at a consistently high level. I wondered about Jordan Hicks going from 3-4 to 4-3. Not the biggest guy in the world, not a thumper. How has he done, and what's kind of been the key to his success? Well, I think he's done a great job. Uh, for so far, Dave. I mean, I've been very pleased with Jordan. Uh, there's a lot of management type things that we put on his plate from a game to game standpoint, you know, in terms of knowing the game plan and audibling in and out of things for us. He's embraced it. He's a smart, bright guy. And, you know, probably the, one of the strengths of his game has been the fact that I think he's got a great mental approach to it. He studies hard. He's very professional that way. And I think that probably gives him a leg up and or an edge. Is there a prototype size for a middle linebacker in the NFL? No, I don't think you ever put a, uh, you know, you'd put people in boxes that way. Uh, I've seen some guys that have been very small that have been great players, and I've seen guys that have been very big that, you know, you thought would be thumpers, and they weren't. So uh, I don't know if there's a box you can put them in. But, uh, you know, Jordan's got an adequate amount of size, speed, and, but he's, uh, he's got excellent intellect, and I think that's what really is going to carry him through. On the strong side, Nigel Bradham comes from Buffalo into Jim's defense. How's he played? 
He's done a nice job for us. You know, he certainly, when we started out the season, I think was a little further along mentally because he had exposure in this defense. I don't think there were a lot of things, the calls and the adjustments, I don't think there were a lot of things that caught him by surprise. And Nigel's done a nice job for us. You know, he's a physical player. I think he really enjoys the contact part of the sport, and he gives us a little bit of a swagger in our group. So we've been pleased with Nigel and glad that he's with us. How about Michael Kendricks, who has had reps, has not had reps? How's he played? Well, Mike's role certainly has changed a little bit from a year ago, as everybody knows. Uh, but he's been our, a starter in our base package, and Mike's done a nice job. Uh, you know, as you know, in this league, not a lot of people get into what we would consider to be packages, offensive personnel packages that allow you to play a lot of base. So uh, Mike hasn't gotten a lot of snaps, and that's not Mike's fault. It's really more of a reflection of what type of personnel groups we face on Sunday. You know, most people are in three wides, uh, probably 60 to 70 percent of the time, and that forces us to play nickel. And uh, so, again, it limits his opportunities to be on the field. But when he's gone in on our base package, he's done a nice job. Because you've been so healthy, we haven't seen much of Stephen Tulloch. We haven't seen Camus Grugier-Hill. Mm -hmm. The fans kind of want to know about those players. What have you seen from them? What, what, what do we know about those players? Well, we've got, you know, a couple other guys. You know, Stephen Tulloch uh, comes in, in in what we call our extra backer package, which is a short yardage package where we have four linebackers uh, on the field. And, again, he's the consummate professional. He's an older guy. He's the statesman, the elder statesman of the group. But he brings a real professional approach to his work. He works hard. He understands. He's been around the game a long time. And uh, he's done a nice job. He's a great addition for our room. Really happy to have Steven with us. Then Najee Good has been right. with us. And uh, Najee, again, continues. You know, he's a backup in our base, in our sub package. And he does a nice job, has a real important role on special teams for Coach Phipps. So he's done a nice job for us. And then Camus, uh, you know, really has helped us a lot on special teams. And he kind of came in really after training camp was over at the beginning of the season. So getting him assimilated in our defense playing catch-up was a little tougher for him. But he's done a nice job, and, and again, I know he's uh, important on our special teams package. It's Baltimore on Sunday. They play action. They're physical. They're big up front. I mean, you know, the, we watched them play against the New England Patriots on Monday night. They are a scrappy veteran bunch. Tell me about that offense and the challenges. Well, they, they've got a veteran quarterback, as you know. Joe Flacco's very accomplished, been to the Super Bowl, won it. Uh, so I don't think any game is too big for them. They've got good skill at the wide receiver position. You know, Mike Wallace that they acquired in the offseason. Steve Smith, I was with Steven at Carolina, talented receiver, competitive. Uh, you know, he's a small guy, but he plays much, much bigger than his size would allow. And again, big physical offensive front, got good skill at the tight end position. Dennis Pitt is back after an injury. Very good, uh, capable pass-catching uh, tight end. And they're solid in the running game, and, and I think that complements probably the fact that they're so good on defense too you know I mean they've they've uh, played to their strength which has been their defense and they're very they're decent on offense and they move the ball sounds like you got a fun challenge every week's a new challenge and and there's no uh, there's no bad challenges in this league Ken Flagel thanks so much for joining us and talking linebackers in studio he's good Dad, I'm telling you, he's lit. Okay, lay it on me. You can't choose someone's taste in music, but at least you can choose two of your favorites from McDonald's McPick 2 menu. So you like it? No. No. Oh, sir.
You here to buy the tickets? Hey, buddy, you here for the tickets? Yeah. Dude, what's the password, man? <laughs> oh, Coach Shannon. What were you thinking? We're doing like a CD ticket deal instead of going to NFL Ticket Exchange. NFL Ticket Exchange. 100% verified authentic tickets from one fan to the other. We'll see you at the games, all right? Yes, sir. All right. Appreciate you. Playing Marco Polo with Marco Polo? Surprising. What's not surprising? How much money Amanda and Keith saved by switching to Geico. Ah, Polo. Polo. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Polo. He's good? Dad, I'm telling you, he's lit. Okay, lay it on me. You can't choose someone's taste in music, but at least you can choose two of your favorites from McDonald's McPick 2 menu. So you like it? No. No. Oh, sir. We welcome you back. Dave Spadaro, Mike Quick. It's Eagles 360. Time now to take a look at the Eagles' upcoming schedule, presented by NFL Ticket Exchange, powered by Ticketmaster. For the only 100% verified way to buy or sell NFL tickets, visit NFLTicketExchange.com. Down the stretch we come, Mike, the final road game of the season in Baltimore, two home games. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the schedule is what the schedule is. We yeah. see it. Yeah. I predict a, a win on Sunday, not Ooh, surprisingly. I love it. Going out on a limb here. I love it. Watch the Ravens on, on Monday night. They look very good, but I think the Eagles will take them. They're a good football team. Yeah, and then the NFC East comes into town. Your, your view of the NFC East this season? The NFC East, in my mind, is still kind of up for grabs. I know the Cowboys are way out front, but if you look at it, the Giants could catch them. The Giants could actually win the NFC they East. Won't, they but won't, it, but, in but the it, playoffs, is, it is possible. I think the Redskins are the best team in the division. You do? I, do, I, I like that offense. Uh, you know what? I like that. You think that? Because I know the NFC East is back. It's yeah, really, it is. it is really, it's solid, it's good. You've got three teams that could beat anybody in the National Football League in the NFC East. And yeah. the Redskins are playing well right now, but I still think that the Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the NFC East. Okay. I think they're not. I it's think, all right. I think they're frauds. It's okay. I thought we saw that it's on, okay on Sunday It's okay for you to be night. wrong. It's all right. It's not, it has nothing to do with the way I hate the Cowboys. I just hate the Cowboys. I, I never. All right. Let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens, a team that is, well, we think headed to the playoffs, Mike. They're really good, and it starts at the quarterback position. I've never considered Joe Flacco an elite quarterback. Your thoughts on him? I don't think he's elite, but what Joe Flacco is, he's a good quarterback. He's a solid quarterback, and when he's got enough weapons around him, when he's got the supporting cast, and he has that because they have a running game, uh, Terrence West can run the football. Uh, he's got good receivers on the outside. Dennis Pitta, one of the better tight ends in the league, so he's got a lot of good stuff around him, and they've got a good offensive line. They can run the ball. They can control the clock. They can control the game. Uh, how about Carson Wentz on Sunday against Washington? I know you've watched that game. How did he play? He played great. I thought he played his best football, and he just needed a little bit more out of his supporting cast. And I thought that he could have won. In that last drive, Dave, all he needed was a little bit more from his offensive line, and Carson Wentz was going to pull that football game out. Yeah. I think going forward, we're going to see a lot of games like that 
where Carson's able to pull the game out because he's got a little bit better support. As we move to the running backs in this game, Mike mentioned Terrence West, who's had a solid season for the Eagles, or for the Ravens. For the Eagles, Ryan Matthews has been in and out of the lineup, Mike. Mm -hmm. And as we talk big picture here, how much do you think running back is a need for this football team? You have to run the football in the National Football League. So you have to have a solid running back. You have to have a guy that you can count on week in and week out that he's going to be there. He's going to give you a solid performance. And I don't know if having these multiple backs and backs running in and off the field is the way to do it. I think you need a guy who's that bell cow, that guy that you're going to be able to give the ball to 20 times a game and count on that guy. That's my perspective. I agree with you. Wide receiver, Jordan Matthews having a good season. In this game, we will see Steve Smith, the relic, who is just so productive, so energetic, such a crafty veteran, Mike. You, you are a former wide receiver, and analyze Steve Smith for me. I have to say, I love the way Steve Smith plays the game. He's one of the toughest guys. You know, he's a small guy, but he thinks he's the toughest guy on the field, and, and I like that in a wide receiver. Catches the ball well still at this late stage in his career, runs really well. He's always been fast and just one of the toughest guys on the field. Just love the way this guy plays. He'll compete. He's going to challenge anybody on the field. And as a wide receiver, you're out wide, you're away from all the action, but you really have to be a tough mental guy to play the position. And I think he's as tough as any. Hall of Famer? I don't know if he's Hall of Famer worthy, okay. but he is one of the elite receivers in the game. Okay. At tight end, the Eagles really getting a lot of production again here from Zach Ertz. That is good to see. And, Mike, we always wait, and Glenn McNeil, Glenn McNeil and I talked about this yesterday, waiting to see Zach take the next step. Has he taken the next step? Well, I think Zach takes the next step when the team as a whole takes the next step. When they've got the right receivers on the outside, when they've got the offensive line, and as – your young quarterback progresses. I, I think that's going to happen. I just think that all of the things that's happened with the transition from the previous coaching staff to this coaching staff, I don't think any of that helps the production of Zach Ertz and his growth as a receiver, as a tight end receiver in this league. And the Eagles will have to rely on him quite a bit against a Baltimore defense, fourth in the league in many categories here, including points allowed. They are awesome at home. I wonder if you're putting this game plan together, Doug Peterson, Frank Reich, what are you trying to do? Well, you don't run the football against that defense. They just don't allow anyone to run the football effectively, though you have to run it just so that they don't tee off on your passing game. You've got to have a little play action mixed into it, but you really have to get your passing game going, and I think you throw the football to set up the run against a team like this because they're so dynamic up front. They're front seven. They're as good as any in the National Football League. They're number one in stopping the run, and you have to be able to throw the football. There's, that's the only weakness that you see when you look at that team as a whole. So with an offensive line that is in a state of flux here, yes. drop back, get it out quickly? You get it out quickly, a little play action, moving the pocket. You don't want to have Carson Wentz sitting back in the pocket. You want to move that pocket so that he's on the move, so that you can get close to the receiver on the outside and make those easy throws. Yeah, a little pitch and catch kind of stuff. Absolutely. All right, that is our first look and a deep one at the Baltimore Ravens. The opponents on Sunday, 1 o'clock kickoff in Baltimore. When we return to Eagles 360, we're going to go away from the words and we're going to go into the numbers. Our stats-only segment with Alex Smith comes up next. 
This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by Rico. Enter for your chance to win a VIP office party for you and your company, courtesy of Rico. Visit the website on your screen for more details. Celebrate the holidays with delicious Dunkin' Coffee. Stop by Dunkin' Donuts for two K-Cup boxes for $15.99 or three pounds of packaged coffee for $19.99. America runs on Dunkin'. With Simply Right checking from Santander Bank, just make one deposit, payment, withdrawal, or transfer each month to waive the monthly fee, and there's no minimum balance. You're all right. With Simply Right checking from Santander Bank. All right, fellas, let's go out there and give them heck. Heck. Let's go out there and give them the one, two. You tell them, Captain. Go out there and we're going to really give them the business. My God, let's sock it to them. Yeah. Fair and square. Hip, hip. Hooray! Holy smokes. The old game just can't compete, especially when it comes to innovative energy solutions like the ones NRG uses to power the Eagles. Visit picknrg.com today. Their legend is legendary. They've seen the end zone more often than any other duo in history. They are professional football player watchers. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity X1. Call or click today. We are back. Dave Spadaro, Mike Quick. Time now for Stats Only with Alex Smith. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith, and this is Stats Only. Let's jump right into today's numbers, and we'll start off with a look at a special team sequence from the fourth quarter of Sunday's game. After John Dorenboss and Brent Selleck both left Sunday's game against Washington with injuries, it was tight end Trey Burton who stepped in to play long snapper, and he got the job done on a 41-yard Caleb Sturgis field goal, which momentarily gave the Eagles the lead. But then on the ensuing kickoff, Burton hustles down the field to try to make the tackle, reaching a speed of 17.53 miles per hour and covering 53.3 yards on the play. But it's a team effort on this play that really makes it work for the Eagles, as 10 different Eagles reach speeds over 17 miles per hour, including Michael Kendricks, who hits 21.15 miles per hour and covered 63.12 yards on the play. On defense, Fletcher Cox bounced back in a huge way for the Eagles, coming up with one and a half sacks against a divisional rival. Cox hadn't recorded a sack since week five, but he made his way to the quarterback on two separate occasions this past weekend. But even beyond those two plays, Fletcher made some spectacular plays that may have gone unnoticed. In the fourth quarter of the game, Fletcher covers 41.03 yards to track down a scrambling Kirk Cousins. He reaches a ridiculous top speed of 19.23 miles per hour, which is simply unheard of from a defensive lineman. And speaking of D Lyman giving it their all, on a play earlier in the third quarter, Benny Logan traveled 27.25 yards and had a top speed of 13.77 MPH to bring down the ball carrier Robert Kelly. And finally, we'll close things out with a defensive play that helped swing the momentum back into the Eagles' favor, courtesy of Leotis McKelvin. 
McKelvin has battled injuries all season long, but now that his hamstring is finally healthy, he was able to jump in and make a huge play to help bring the Eagles back into the game. Trailing by eight points, McKelvin jumped at Kirk Cousins' pass and ran it back for a critical pick six. The veteran corner traveled 46.12 yards on the play while hitting a top speed of 18.84 miles per hour. All right, that will wrap things up for this week's edition of Stats Only. But we'll see you back here next week on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the official Eagles mobile app. Thanks so much, Alex. You know, they didn't have all these numbers when you played. They just said, go play football. How do you feel I, about I all that? Even, I don't even understand all these numbers. You know, the Top speed? Yeah, the jet goes across the sky at the speed of sound and blah. I don't get How'd it. How'd you do in math in, in school, Mike? I skipped that. <laughs> Just like training camp. <laughs> We're back in one moment here for our final segment on Eagles 360. Some final thoughts on Mike from Mike on the game in Baltimore and where the Eagles stand here and the, in the big picture at 5-8. and eight. This portion of Eagles 360 was presented by McDonald's. Mix and match on McDonald's McPick 2 for $2.50 menu, now featuring filet fish for a limited time. I'm loving it. Love me tender, love me sweet. The stronger the love, Let me go. the greater the responsibility. But you don't have to do it alone. Lincoln Financial helps you provide for and protect your financial future. Because this is what you do for people you love. Talk to an advisor. Lincoln Financial. You're in charge. Remarkable things are happening at your local Acme. We're making changes and we're getting better every day. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood. And fresher produce and hundreds of organics. To top it off, we're lowering thousands of prices throughout the store. So come on in and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Lower prices, great quality, and friendlier service. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Write Checking from Santander Bank. Our final segment here on Eagles 360. Let's get you caught up with everything happening on Thursday here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. And our official team app, it's our Amorosos on the menu segment for you. We go behind enemy lines with the Baltimore Ravens on Thursday. We have our bold predictions with Glenn Macnow. We've got our Eagles Live podcast, which comes out Thursday night, which is going to focus on the locker room and kind of some stories that are interesting to tell in the locker room. Amorosos, the reason Philly sandwiches are so famous. Mike, how do the Eagles win this game against a team that has everything to play for? They're at home. They're coming off a tough loss Monday night. They've, um, it's hard for me to even say this. Mm-hmm. With Carson throwing the ball 50 times the last couple of games or over 45 times, but they've got to throw the football yeah. because it's not a team where you're going to make hay running the ball. They've got to throw the football. They've got to have a real good scheme with their short passing game to try and move the ball down the field and try and keep the football away from the Baltimore Ravens. Are you pleased with the 
steps, and I know nobody's happy at five and eight, but the Eagles have made some strides here with some young players, a draft class that we mm -hmm. think is pretty good. Well, that's what I, I really like, and, and I have a lot of high hopes for some of the draft class. You, you look at Siamalo and the couple of times that he's just day of the game, having to jump in and start at, at the right guard spot. Um, the big V, Vitae, I think he played outstanding when he was playing. And, of course, your quarterback, um, Jalen Mills, I think is a, 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 starter a real bright spot. I don't know if he's a starter, but he's certainly a serviceable guy that can give you a lot of good snaps. Um, so I think if you look at the rookie class, there's some real talent in that rookie class that, that's going to be able to help this team moving forward. Got to keep adding and adding and adding. adding. Absolutely. Mike Quick, Dave Spadaro, we thank you for joining us here on Eagles 360. I'm back tomorrow with Glenn Macnow. In the meantime, have yourselves a great Eagles game.